Welcome to the Running After 40 podcast, the podcast about all things related to running at 40 and beyond, produced by www.runningwithgrit.com. We help you stay physically healthy and emotionally strong at any running pace. I'm Sarah, your host, and a wife, a full-time working mom with three kids, three dogs, and a lifetime passion for running. Whether you are a veteran runner looking to maximize your times as a master runner or a brand new jogger starting in your 40s, 50s, or any age, this podcast will be there for your journey. I want to share stories, secrets, and strategies for success. This includes mistakes and lessons learned, all related to running past age 40. Let's hit the play button together and hit the roads as runners with grit after age 40. All right, guys, welcome to the Running After Age 40 podcast. Today, I'm I'm really excited. I actually reached out to Gerald Zaborski, uh, who is the author of a publication from 2017 entitled Declines in Marathon Performance, Sex Differences, and Elite and Recreation Athletes. So I wanted to hit the title right off the get-go so that you would make sure that you wanted to listen to this episode, and I know that you will. Uh, so I I asked him, I reached out, you know, I've never met him. He was kind enough to come on the show and tell us about his publication uh, and just a little bit about what the outcomes can tell us as runners after the age of 40. Uh, So he is a PhD in physiology from Canada and lives out in California. And I'm just going to pass the mic over to him to introduce himself and just tell a little bit about himself. Well, uh, thanks, uh, Sarah. I'm really appreciative of your uh, consideration for me to be speaking on your podcast. Um, yeah, you know, we, we as an ac- a previous academic, we, we kind of stay in our own silos. We write these papers and then publish them. But, you know, we don't really know if it ever disseminates to the general runner or, you know, the, the, the general layman. And it's really nice to to know that hey, people are actually kind of read this stuff that that you that you write and and you know I've been an academic for probably 17 years and my my first love was running I ran in college and I'm interested in the running research because when I was in college I was always trying to you know how can I run better and run faster you know and so running research is really kind of like a side thing I do. And it's um, something that has always, you know, you know, interests me, you know, every time the Olympics come by, I love watching, you know, the runners, I love looking at the strategy, the times. And so this little paper here that I guess what we're going to talk about is basically, you know, uh, a topic that, you know, most people can understand yeah. and is marathon running. And, you know, so many people run the marathon that it is it is a really big media topic and so um it kind of led me to you know study this with a with a master's student a few years back on you know what happens with age and athletic performance and and you know you can kind of do some big data uh, research by you know having these public databases available for us to kind of crunch numbers and kind of come up with some general answers i guess and not too specific per se but some general answers of of what happens with aging 
Yeah, that is great. So it, I find it fascinating that you mentioned like that, you know, the the public picks up on articles like this, because I don't think that happens that often. And I mentioned to you before we started recording that I have a lot of scientists that are listeners of the show. Uh, and I did pull like the metrics on your particular article. And there were actually over 10,000 views on the site uh, and uh, of the particular article. And then what I found interesting is, is that 80% of them were from like the public versus scientists. So, you know, it just goes to show how many like runners, even if they are not like true scientists, they actually do pull the literature and like read this type of article. So I found that really interesting. Just a quick little look at alt metric. Oh, wow. Oh, great. Great. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I didn't even know they broke it down with the readership. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you can. There's uh, just for the listeners too. I, I use Altmetric, uh, and your this article actually ranked in the top five percent of all research outputs. So you can b- give yourself and your student a pat on the back about that. Oh wow! Thanks very yeah. much. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. So just jumping right into the article, do you want to just describe like what U shape means and how it relates to like the elite marathon performance? Yeah, so I think this U-shaped terminology has come about even in the realm of psychology where you have, you know, uh, overly anxious, uh, you know, and then there's an optimized per area of heightened awareness. So there's, you know, like, um, and so you're either under, under, under stimulated or overstimulated and there's this happy median right in between the you where you just perform optimally psychologically um and that's the kind of the same type of thing with uh athletic performance if you look at um a runner from a very young age all the way to you know him or her reaching their 80s or 90s you will kind of tend to see a u-shaped performance where as you're growing up your performance actually begins quite slow because, you know, if you're a young child, you haven't developed yet, your lungs haven't uh, increased in size, right? With, with, as you, as you grow up from a child to a young adult, uh, you know, performance kind of improves uh, dramatically because, you know, you gain muscle mass, you gain height. With height, you gain an increase in your thoracic volume, lung size. And so, you start off slow and then you get really, really fast. And then you're primed to be at the best that you can be somewhere. And it's been documented hundreds of times. My article is not the only article to show it, but you sometimes, you know, most of the time you peak. Um, The trend is somewhere between 25 and 35 years of age. And then you kind of then go up the other side of the U and kind of yeah. slow down again as you as you age. And so that's really kind of what you mean, what we mean by, you know, you take a 16 or 15 year old person who runs a marathon, they're going to have a certain time. And by the time that they're 20 or 25, they're probably going to be the best that they could be with running wise in terms of peak performance, and then they're going to start slowing again at the other side of the U. So that's kind of what we mean. It's like it a U-shaped view from young, young age to, to old age. Totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. In the beginning of your article, it's, you talk about a previous study that shows that 
that one to two percent decline in the maximal oxygen consumption is partly responsible for that decline, like in performance that it's associated with aging. So how do you describe that, I guess, in layman's terms or for those of us that, you know, aren't physiologists? Yeah, so um, so we kind of know that peak athletic performance. Now, when we say peak athletic performance, I'm talking about performance that, you know, cardiovascular endurance type of performance, right? I'm not talking about skill development, like archery or maybe target <laughs> shooting, right? I'm talking more about um, uh, performance that requires stamina, endurance, musculoskeletal strength and, and endurance, that sort of thing. And what I mean by that is, so we have a certain physiology that it's at its best that it's ever going to be between 25 and 35 years of age or so. Mm -hmm. And then after 35 or so, then your, um, then your performance declines because one of the main factors of performance is oxygen consumption, oxygen yeah. consumption. And um, which the track people like to call VO2 max, the yep, maximal yep. amount of oxygen that you can, that your body can consume per minute for every kilogram of body mass. So you can, you can, uh, you can express this. It's kind of like, how much can you bench in the weight room? We yes. are saying, what's your VO2 max on the track, right? Yep. That's our benchmark. And so our VO2 max about declines one to two percent, um, you know, every year after about 35 years of age or so. And we are greatly dependent on VO2 max in events that require a lot of stamina endurance, yeah. like the marathon. So there is a strong association between your VO2 max and your marathon running time. And so if your VO2 max decreases as it does with detraining or with aging, then so too your athletic or hence marathon performance too. It's kind of inevitable. You yeah. can slow it down, this decline, but you won't ever kind of stop it, you know? <laughs> yeah, that totally makes sense. Do you think, like you mentioned like that 35, obviously it's not a magic number. It was like you turn 35 and ooh, there you go. Uh, mm -hmm. But do you find, is it different for the marathon than shorter races? Like is the age sooner and later for the marathon? Is that correct? So that's, that's, that's kind of interesting. If you plot, which I actually did earlier today, if you plot the world records, uh, for let's say the mile yeah. and you plot when that, uh, uh, person ran the world record and then you plot world records for other age group categories, you can kind of see it's like a cubic function. It looks kind of like what you see in the article. In fact, that as you age, there is a, you know, a kind of like a steady decrease in performance. And then all of a sudden at, you know, anywhere above 60 years of age, that decrease in performance increases, like the slope really mm -hmm. increases mm -hmm. of, of your slowing down. And so it's kind of consistent. Um, uh, the 100 meter sprinters, they're going to have a decrease in performance, obviously, yeah. the decreases in seconds, but percentage wise, when you yeah. plot it on a graph, 
it looks kind of the same. And especially at a very, very old age, then that performance really starts to decrease. And there are several, you know, uh, reasons for, 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 for this decrease. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that makes good sense. So for your actual article that we're talking about tonight, you know, you are looking at elite athletes and I have, you know, I've had several guests on the the podcast that, you know, are, are truly elite athletes and are running some amazing times, you know, as masters runners. So you were comparing elites to the more like average marathoners and you were looking at their rate of annual decline. And yeah. my understanding is you looked at finishers from New York, uh, Boston and Chicago back from 2001 to 2016. So you've got obviously a variety of courses, a variety of weather conditions, and you looked at 47 total races. So what particular information did you find like the most important to look at for those elites versus the, av- the average marathoner, I guess, to, to really track? So the problem with these one of the issues with collecting such a, a, a large amount of data is you don't necessarily are able to capture everything. And in a large database that anyone can go to, you can basically, you know, maybe capture a few things, right? Mm-hmm. You can capture the the year that the marathon was run. You can capture the city at which yep. the marathon was run. You can capture the person's age, the person's sex, uh, male or female, and then, you know, the running time. But, you know, other factors like training history and, you know, um, height and weight and mm-hmm. body mass index and, you know, other types of, of things, nutritional intake, like other things that could make the runner who or he or she is, is, is not really captured. And so, those are something to kind. Those are some kind of limitations that we have to face. Nonetheless, I do feel like if we look at this big history of marathon running from from what I did, two thousand and one to two thousand and sixteen, with you know thousands and thousands of runners running each marathon over you know you know, and then you capture that over sixteen years, you can kind of see pretty accurately at these at these trends and so the data that we just were able to look at was you know just you know age um male or female and the running time and 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 then you run statistics on on those um and then you also run statistics on you know is boston a faster course or is new york faster or is chicago faster and and what are the differences and the changes but that's, that's, that's really it. That's really all we get. Yeah, that that's good. So I'm guessing that Boston's not the fastest one, right? (laughs) So if you take a look at, you know, the, in the article, there is a figure about the, the average finishing times and the average finishing times are very similar uh, between those uh, who finished the Chicago marathon and New York. But the median finishing times are actually faster in Boston, but that's oh, only yeah. because Boston is a qualified Boston, you know, yeah. you have to qualify to run Boston. Mm-hmm. So that really um, doesn't doesn't say too much. If if you do look um, into the the article, um, 
the the Chicago Marathon is the fastest course of the three. That's what I would have thought. Yeah, that's that's an interesting takeaway from it. I mean, that wasn't obviously the premise of your research, but it's right. just kind of a fun takeaway. So what what did you find? Were you like I guess overall? Do you want to give a quick summary of like what your main findings were? Yeah. So um, I wanted to kind of say that you know what you know, your your readership might be like. Okay, so as you old as you age, you slow down. But why do you slow down? And there's a couple of reasons for why you know aging slows down, um, uh, slows you down. And one of them is as you get older, your maximum heart rate drops. And when your maximum heart rate drops, that means your cardiac output is lower, which means that your body can't pump all this blood to your muscles for it to use as well as it could before. Yeah. So you have some of these physiological changes, like a decrease in your maximum heart rate, which the runners are probably like, oh yeah, that's 220 minus your age. Yeah, that's your predicted maximum heart rate. Yeah, so that kind of drops as you get older and then your cardiac output is a result of that drops. Um, so you can't pump as much blood to your muscles and then your muscles can't use it as, as efficiently. And um, as you age, it's, it's natural, but we all lose muscle mass. And if you don't have any muscles, you can't consume oxygen. And so your VO2 max drops. So, you know, you have this, uh, we're, we're, and that's why as you get older, it's so important to, 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 to do strength training more so that as you're 60 or 70 years old, strength training becomes most important mm -hmm. And, and, and running and walking and the aerobic stuff, it becomes a, a backseat to that. So yeah. I think we have to prevent muscle mass loss. And with aging, we kind of get the muscle mass loss. It's natural. Yeah. We get the lower heart rate. We get the lower cardiac output. We become less efficient. And um, I also think there's there's a psychological component to that is that uh, there are uh, percentage wise, there are fewer 80 year olds running than there are 40 year olds running. Right. Yeah. So you don't, yeah. you don't have that database because you have so few 80 year olds that are running marathons. And so, um, you only have a select core motivated 80 year old runners. Right. And that that's just the way it is. So I feel that, um, uh, some of these 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 trends that we see are because people have kind of dropped off with their running as they as they get older. Either they have their different different lives, they have mm -hmm. children, they have different you know main focuses. So that sort of thing. That being said, uh, the main you know tenant of the study is to is to kind of compare males and females at the elite level in terms of when they peak and how fast their decline is after they peak in terms of physiological peak. Um, and then what about the average Joe or the average yep. Jane? You know, um, how do they, how do they fare? And the way that we looked at the average Joe and the average Jane is to take the, 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 the person that finished right in the middle of the pack, mm -hmm. right in the middle. And okay. you do that for males and females at every age group. And you do that over the 16 years of those three marathons, you have, you know, uh, a lot of, you have a lot of runners. And so we take a look at the average runner 
and we compare that with the slowing down of the elite, uh, the best of the best. And we found that um, the, the, the research demonstrated that the fastest times were between 25 and 34 years of age, which is not surprising with not surprising mm -hmm. with the overall champion males at about 28 years of age, 28.3 to be exact. And the overall champion females were 31 or 30.8 years to be exact. And after this peak, after about, you know, that beginning 35 years of age, um, the uh, average drop was about two minutes and uh, 33 seconds per year after the age of 35. And for uh, men, the average drop was about two minutes a year, 206 mm -hmm. to be exact. Mm -hmm. So men and women on average who are elites are expecting a drop of about two minutes per year. And mm -hmm. this is just on a global scale. This is not like a any yeah. particular individual. Yeah. Yeah. Were you surprised at all that the? I mean, it's not that big of a difference, but males twenty eight versus females thirty one. There is a three year difference there. Was that what you? Yeah. Um. So there, there is a three year difference, and there is some uh, speculation that we're going to kind of follow up with another colleague of mine, mm -hmm. but. We feel that uh, women uh, have children. They kind of stop running during this period of nine to 18 months when they have children, and then they take it up again, and then their performance is shown because they have children later. Yeah. And so um, we, we need to take a look at um, peak age of performance of women that don't have children versus peak age of performance of women that do have children. That's mm -hmm. kind of elite runners and that's kind of hard, hard to find and grab on on the internet but i yeah. think the difference in the age is 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 due to women of being childbearing age and they they take a little bit of time off to to have to have kids and then before mm -hmm. they start up again yeah that makes sense that's a, that would be a fascinating study but you're right it would be a difficult to pull anything like that from the internet so we'll see what about so what about those average you i like how you said that the average jane and average joe what about them like their slowing of marathon finishing times didn't seem like it happened until later so so that's 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 the thing with this group data i'm not following any particular person i just take the average of 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 the finishing time for a particular marathon and I kind of look at the trend and the trend seems to show, show that, you know, these average Joes, they don't really slow down until, you know, perhaps age 50 or so. Yeah. I think, I think um, the data showed that um, the median times of, of the average Joe and Jane were similar um, and it started at around age, age 50. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking that, um, and, 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 and the um, the rate of slowdown was almost similar. It was two minutes and thirty six seconds per year after the age of fifty for for women, and then actually nearly three minutes a year uh, for men. But 
because of the data, there was no statistical difference between mm -hmm. 236 and 257. So um, uh, uh, the, 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 the differences in the average Joe and Jane are only because the, the average Joe has probably not been a competitive runner in yeah. college and have not actually Mac or not actually have tapped into his his or her own potential yes and mm -hmm. so you have people starting running at age 40 and so yeah you can improve if you've never yeah. run before and you start a running program at age 40 and by age 42 you're running an amazing time yeah well, you wouldn't yeah. have run it as well as if you would have run it at 25 exactly yeah so so that's 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 the thing is that you have these runners that they decide to start running at age 30, 36, they show improvement, but they'll never show the improvement that they would have had as if they would have ran during their prime years. Yeah. And so you have these average runners who love running and you know don't show this performance decline because they haven't had the ability to decline because they've never run before. Yep. So um, I think those two, the elite athlete and the average Joe, you know, the average Joe hasn't tapped into his or her potential, which is why the decline doesn't really start until age 50 on a global scale. Yep. Yep. That, that makes sense to me. One of the things that you noted in the discussion was that you attributed about 70% of the decline in performance due to age, uh, and then 20% due to, you know, sex. Do you, can you explain that a little bit? Like why, why anything is specific to the female gender versus the male? So, yeah, when, when you do these fancy statistical analyses, you have to kind of figure out, well, why did they come out? Why does those analyses come out the way they come out? And mm -hmm. so, you know, that's, that's the percentage of, you know, um, shared variance uh, of the decline, you know, was independently due to age, meaning that regardless of whether you're a male or female, your rate of decline is mostly because of your age, mm -hmm. not really because that I'm a male or a female. Yeah. However, there is, you know, you know, out of that, um, you know, out of that, I guess shared uh, shared association between decline and 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 gender or sex, twenty percent of the decline. So. For example, in women, uh, elite women, there was a decline of two minutes and 33 seconds per year after the age of 35. So 70% of that two minutes and 33 seconds. So um, basically, you know, one minute and 50 or one minute and 45 seconds or so of that mm -hmm. two minutes and 33 seconds or so um, is due to the fact that it's just an aging thing. And then the rest, um, is the rest, which would be, you know, 20% or uh, 20% of 2.5 is, you know, is a, about uh, maybe, you know, 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. So 30 seconds of your yearly decline is due to you being a female and the rest uh, is just due strictly to aging. So why is 
sex, male versus female, and an important component. Well, an important enough component for it to be statistically meaningful. Um, and I think the reason is muscle mass. Uh-huh. And I think um, proportionally there is less overall muscle mass um, with uh, aging in women than in men. And mm-hmm. so I think the the gender influence is due to the muscle mass or uh, muscle mass difference between males and females. That's what I think is capturing is the is the muscle mass issue or, or the body, which is hence body fat percentage difference between males and females with aging. Yeah, I mean, you're essentially answering my next question, which is just going to be overall, you know, the goal, I guess, of the podcast and just, you know, my own personal quest to, to keep running, uh, you know, strength training just seems more and more important the more that I research the subject. So I think that's what you're telling me and the listeners too, is that, you know, continuing, whether you're male or female, but definitely if you're a female, uh, you know, continuing to strength train, if you don't already, you know, do it for sure, because that's going to be one of your, your biggest assets moving forward. Yes, I completely agree. Uh, a, a 55, 65, 75 year old woman, woman should really focus on maintaining muscle mass and um, strength training is definitely a more stronger component to overall health and wellness. I think as a person enters, you know, the sixties and the seventies and the aerobic component becomes less important. I feel i both are obviously important. Yeah. I just think that strength training becomes even more important as they, as, as one ages into the sixties, seventies and eighties. Um, um, because I think the average activities of daily living, like picking up groceries mm-hmm. and putting it in your cupboard and moving a chair and doing this, you know, requires more of a strength component than there is an endurance component. Um, uh, so I do feel that, um, as you age, the strength training is extremely important. Yeah, that's, it just gives us all another reminder of why, because I think most runners want to run and they don't, if, they, if they're like me, they don't want to do the, the extra. I do it now just because I have to, but, uh, it's not what I consider like my, the, my most enjoyable form of exercise, but you're uh, just reminding me of the importance of it. So I guess, what do you have, do you have any future research ideas or anything in the, in process now that you can share or want to share? Or yeah, any, I guess any questions that you would you're hoping to look so at? So I do a lot of you know currently my my job is more like a clinical staff member at a hospital than than mm-hmm. anything related to research like I used to do. But I do still like to dabble in it on the weekend. And yeah. one of the um, one of the next important studies is is we're gathering data on does uh, you know pregnancy actually help or hinder uh, endurance performance? And mm. we were talking about earlier and trying to kind of decipher whether um, preg- pregnancy, like if, if professional runners that get pregnant, would they actually have run faster 
if they were never pregnant over the subsequent five years, or is in fact pregnancy a uh, yeah. kind of like an ergogenic aid and yeah. it actually helps women run faster because you know with pregnancy yeah there's all this weight gain but you do get a huge increase in blood volume you get all these other other adaptations maybe it gives your body a chance to rest over over kind of nine months without the knee pounding uh -huh. um, uh -huh. there's there's kind of back and forth on you know and how we kind of decipher whether pregnancy um improves hinders or actually does neither doesn't you know mm -hmm, improve mm -hmm. or hinder performances and it's just kind of grab you know trying to find these you know kenyan runners who yeah. live you know in a remote area in kenya and trying to email them and say hey look well, you know what was your you know what was your pr before you had your child and then what was your pr after when you had your child and um you know what were the reasons for you having a child during you know this year and not the other year and 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 trying to grab this data kind of trying to see if if there is some pregnancy effect or not yeah that's an intriguing topic i i think people will be excited about that because you see so many women that the elites come back from pregnancy you're right like so strong yeah. so yeah the physiological yeah that's a great question question yeah so um that's something in the running related realm that i i that, that we're looking at it and whether we'll ever to get an answer i don't know yeah. but yeah yeah try anything else from the article or just overall from your previous research that you think our listeners would want to hear as we wrap up and then i also want to make sure if you want to share anywhere that they can find your other articles if you want to share anything else that'd sure. be good too so i guess the crux of the matter is is that if you are a young man or woman and you are you know really into running um then you know you time is of the essence and you really got to put the work in so that you can get the best possible performance that your body can give out but you've only got the ages of around you know 25 to 34 to do it now if you're an older person 35 36 and you say oh you know what i want to take up running i want to get better you are definitely going to see improvement in performance and that's probably all that you really need but just keep in mind that, you know, if I if, if that you that if you run a, a three hour marathon at age 50 and you've only taken up running for the previous five years, mm -hmm. then you are probably had the ability to run much, much, much faster, faster mm -hmm. if you would have done this at 25 or, 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 or so. But mm -hmm. if you've never run before and you're older than 35, don't despair you're definitely going to see improvements in performance, but not like it would have been if you were young again. So don't despair. Know that with aging, it's there's a natural decline in running performance. Um, but, you know, happy to say that there are age graded, you know, performance from from the Masters Athletic website. You can basically compete against a 25 year old because you'll have age graded times. And so the Masters Athletics understand the natural change in athletic performance with age. And you can correct for that by having an age adjusted performance so that you can kind of compete against 
and compare yourself against to the younger, younger bucks. Yeah, that's such a good reminder. And I'm going to have to, you just gave me another good topic for another episode because I've done some research into those age-graded calculators. And I think they are helpful, especially when you have that competitive mindset and you're just kind of like get frustrated with your running times to look at that and just realize like, yes, it's a physiological natural decline, but like I'm still, you know, I can be competitive towards myself you know, just myself, um, but yourself, agreed. You yes. competitive amongst your age group. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's brilliant. So, um, so yeah. Um, and what else is coming down the pipeline for other running research? Just really focused right now on that, you know, the yep. pregnancy and, 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 and women's endurance performance type of type of question. And, and then, and yeah. That's what that's it. Perfect. Well, I will put in the show notes, I'll put a link to the full, uh, you can actually access the entire article. So I'll put the PubMed abstract link, uh, and then you can get the full text from that too. Yeah, so so I can be it? reached at, I can be reached oh, yeah. at Twitter at Zavorsky. I can be reached on LinkedIn at Gerald Zavorsky. I can be reached, um, through, you know, my, you know, personal email address that's located on, 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 on these articles on PubMed and, um, feel free to feel free to reach out on Twitter and LinkedIn, um, uh, Instagram, even at Zavorsky. I, I think I'm all, I'm all there. I don't think it's too hard to, to kind of find where I am. Okay. Sounds good. I'll, I'll put the links to those in the show notes too. So people can connect if they, if they wish to. So I think that's a great idea. I'll be sure to, to follow you. Uh, I just really appreciate your time. Your scientific background and rigor of research is just super interesting to me. Uh, and I know it will be to our listeners as well. So I appreciate the, the, you reaching out. It's wonderful to, uh, to talk to you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. We will uh, put this podcast up and I look forward to getting people's feedback on, on the topic. So thanks again. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Running After Age 40 podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate and give us a like in iTunes. Also check out our website, www.runningwithgrit.com for all things related to running over the age of 40. We have a special gift guide up for the holidays on the site designed to share stocking stuffer ideas and gifts for runners at pretty much every price. Thanks for listening.